All right, y'all. Welcome to the What Is Truth podcast. I'm your host, Wheezy. And in today's episode of Wheezy's Week and Wind Up, we have a special guest. He goes by the name of Mr. Addy Ads. How are you, Addy? Can you hear me, Addy? Yes, yes, I can. I can hear you. There we go. There we go. All right. So it worked out. We got the little intro jam in the mix. Sorry about that. We're experimenting with new new uh, equipment. But uh, I've normally done these wheezies weekend windups on YouTube. And it's always been a self-censorship circus and ordeal. And I hate that shit. On Rockfin, we can practically say what we wish, speak our minds, and that's what's up. So we are here on a episode of Wheezy's Weekend Wind Up on Rockfin. So if you want to catch the show live, be sure to follow me on Rockfin. We will be doing these here uh, from now on. I'm not going to be using YouTube as much anymore. Maybe posting a couple clips here and there. And that is it. Uh, Before we get started, where can people find you, Addy? Tell us a little bit about yourself and we will get on with the show. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for for having me on, Weezy. Uh, It should be fun to talk about what's going on in the news this week today uh, etc but i'm on twitter at one addy ads o-n-e-a-d-d-y-a-d-d-s substack addyads.substack.com for my uh, investigative articles uh, independently published uh, i have bylines for uh, the star news network and patch uh, and i'm actually going to be working with a couple couple other different outlets pretty soon here uh covering the election but uh i've also written a few books how to cover the glenn maxwell trial and my most recent one is called peach state gate it's actually more of a booklet uh it's about 30 40 pages i believe so 36 pages uh to be exact but that one's just a dollar on kindle but uh, that's the uh that's my spiel <laughs> and where can people find you uh you said twitter and you're also on rockfin as well right yeah, yeah, I am. Yeah, rockfin.com uh, slash addyads, A-D-D-Y-A-D-D-S, uh, addyads.1, uh, although I haven't really updated that website recently. Uh, Twitter is probably, you know, the most real-time updates. And then I also have a Buy Me a Coffee and a Patreon uh, as well. So uh, people can check me out there. On Facebook, uh, YouTube, Instagram. I just got my Instagram back, actually. I had lost it for about a month because I shared, uh, actually, the trailer for the Hunter Biden movie that Gina Carano was just in. I actually haven't seen it, but I just shared the trailer of it, and that uh, lost me my Instagram for about 30 days. Uh, And to boot, I actually can't live stream on YouTube or Facebook, uh, so that's unfortunate. So Rockfin's been been nice to to have an outlet, you know, where you can kind of go unleash what you want to say without, you know, kind of holding yourself back. And uh, it seems to be growing. I've heard people kind of question the validity of how many people are actually on the site, um, but I haven't really looked into that too much. Well, I've been I've been growing uh, since I started over here, and. Um, I think a, a good indicator is how many people you get on a live stream watching and the numbers have been increasing and I've been seeing new people. If you are on the live chat, this is your first time on Rockpin, please let us test this out. If you're new, comment in the live chat. Uh, some of my hardcore followers have followed me. Shout out to all in each and every one of them. Uh, they're very lively in here, so you can make friends and it's a good experience. So if you aren't a bot, please comment. Um, so these Weezy Weekend windups, I've done them on YouTube and sometimes I have a guest and today I have a guest. Sometimes I do them by myself, but uh, we cover some of the top stories uh, that happened throughout the week, give you some articles, give a little bit of opinion, and that's how we carry the show. And when I have a guest, uh, we sometimes share articles or you know help me break down certain articles. So let's get started with our first um, topic. Nuclear talks have been heating up in the, it seems in the last, well, for the last few weeks, but it seems like this week I've seen article after article hinting at some kind of nuclear war type of deal. So this first article is from Forbes. Author is Robert Hart, and it was written 
on the 7th of October, 2022. Uh, Putin's threats bring risk of nuclear Armageddon to highest level since Cold War, Biden warns. Uh, President Joe Biden on Thursday warned the world could face Armageddon if Russian leader uh, Vladimir Putin makes good on threats to use nuclear weapons in Ukraine. An unusually blunt statement and one of the most candid remarks on the risk of nuclear conflict from a U.S. leader since the Cold War as Moscow continues to suffer huge military setbacks and loses significant territory to Kiev. Uh, let's see, key facts. The risk of nuclear Armageddon is at its highest level since Kennedy and the Cuban Missile Crisis in 1962, said Biden, who was speaking at a Democratic fundraiser in New York. Uh, the Cuban Missile Crisis is widely regarded as one of the closest moments the world has come to a catastrophic all-out nuclear war, Biden said. He believes there is a direct threat nuclear weapons will be used in Ukraine if things continue down the path they are going. Putin is not joking when he talks about using nuclear weapons, Biden stressed. Biden said the White House is searching for Putin's off-ramp to allow the Russian leader to back down without losing face. Uh, Biden challenged Moscow's nuclear doctrine, which includes an escalate to de-escalate nuclear strategy and warned that even the use of smaller tactical nuclear weapon in Ukraine could rapidly escalate into a world-ending event. Uh, let's see. Putin and Russian officials have repeatedly raised the prospect of using nuclear weapons in Ukraine. Though Moscow has been known for nuclear saber rattling in the past, the threats have taken a more serious tone in recent weeks when Putin vowed to use all weapons in Russia's arsenal to defend the illegally annexed Ukrainian territories of the Donetsk, uh, Lubansk, uh, Kherson, and Zaporizhia. I can't say that. <laughs> Other nations are treating the threat seriously. So you can read that article at Forbes. Um, and then real quick, Mr. Zelensky basically was being a clown and begging uh, to take action. Later, he said he was misquoted, blah, blah, blah. This is from Olisa TV. Uh, article is by e Emmanuel Ofar, written on October 8th, 2022. Russians being prepared for nuclear war, Zelensky. Ukraine's President Vladimir Zelensky says Russian officials have begun to prepare their society for the possible use of nuclear weapons, but added he does not believe Russia is ready to use them. He stated this in an interview with the BBC where he denied having <laughs> urged strikes on Russia, claiming that an earlier remark has been mistranslated bullshit. Uh, you must use preventative kicks, he said, referring to sanctions, not attacks. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> you can't make this shit up. But apparently you can. And uh, the fact checkers, quote unquote, will take his word over anyone else's word. Uh, in recent weeks, the Ukrainian army has recaptured large swaths of territory in a successful counteroffensive that has forced Russian troops to abandon long-held positions. In what Kiev describes as Moscow's response to its defeats, President Vladimir Putin has incorporated four partially occupied regions of Ukraine. The annexations, widely dismissed as illegal, have raised fears of a possible escalation to the seven-month war. President Putin and other senior Russian officials have suggested that nuclear weapons, possibly smaller tactical weapons, could be used to defend those areas, although Western officials say there has been no evidence Moscow is prepared to do so. Speaking in English at the president's office in Kiev, President Zelensky said, they begin to prepare their society that's very dangerous. They are not ready to do it, to use it, but they begin to communicate. They don't know whether they'll use or not use it. I think it's dangerous to even speak about it. Then, in Ukrainian, he said, through a translator, what we see is that Russia's people in power like life, and thus, I think the risk of using nuclear weapons is not that definite, as some experts say, because they understand that there is no turning back after using it. Not only the history of their country, but themselves as personalities. However, he denied having called for strikes on Russia during an online event on Thursday, saying the Ukrainian word he had been used had been misunderstood. <laughs> 
Uh, what are your thoughts on that, Mr. Eddie? Yeah, it's, uh, you know, the nuclear talks definitely have uh, picked up quite a bit uh, in the last couple of weeks. And I'm actually working with uh, a co-author uh, also from the Midwest, uh, George Webb, and uh, we just released a book. Very uh, Well, it's really a bo- another booklet. It's actually the number one new release right now in international and world politics. It talks about Ukraine, uh, you know, the, the planning for the implementation of it really being supplemented by intelligence by the RAND Corporation. Uh, and then our, our previous effort was actually talking about the, the quote-unquote Marshall Plan, uh, you know, World War II reference there for the reconstruction of Europe uh, with respect to Ukraine, a uh, peace on our dime, whereby European and United States uh, tax-paying citizens will basically uh, be extorted to a degree using the threat of nuclear weapons uh that fear uh, to extort the populations uh through their taxes primarily uh but uh one thing i want to point out too uh wheezy which i think is is really interesting is on uh this is from julian's rum looks like maybe on truth uh, or social or twitter yeah it looks like it's on truth but it made its way to twitter on july 8th shinzo abe former prime minister of japan was assassinated on August the 8th, Mar-a-Lago raid happened, FBI Mar-a-Lago raid. On September the 8th, Queen Elizabeth died. And today, on October the 8th, uh, it has been asserted by the Libertarian Party for New Hampshire, uh, among many other people, that U.S.-backed terrorists blew up a bridge uh, that linked Crimea to Russia. While people were on it, three civilians were killed. Uh, as a part of this uh, uh, covert uh, operation. And uh, again, that's what happened today on October the 8th. And a month from today, on November the 8th, is the midterm election, of course. So pretty interesting uh, uh, stuff. And I think it's only going to get crazier, Wheezy, uh, as we uh, are in the fourth quarter here uh, for, for the election. Yeah, man, no question. Uh, things are, are ramping up, it, it appears. And before we move on from Zelensky, I did want to show the clown in action. <laughs> Here's a video on Twitter that I noticed. And apparently uh, he's all uh, coked out. So if you're listening to this on podcast, uh, it's a clip where he was giving some kind of speech and his nose is shuffling um and yeah seems like he's on that berry powder dust if you will and then there's another video of him uh wearing fucking leather pants and sticking his tongue out doing some very uh gay shit for lack of a better word wearing high heels (laughs) could be a parody but is this the guy that we're supposed to take serious this is the guy that we're supposed to hold in, in some kind of respect i don't know man i i don't i don't yeah, understand it's it bizarre. it's bizarre behavior and i don't i don't speak ukrainian so i i can't i don't know what he's saying but just from reading the translations on the various articles that that come out it it seems to appear that he just, he, I said this last night on, on Harry Ove Morich's uh, radio show. I'll put the link uh, later on if you want to catch the conversation. But it's like you're chilling in your home and someone just comes in, doesn't even knock. They just open your door and you're just sitting on your couch watching TV. And this guy just sits right next to you and says your living room sucks. And then just gets up and goes into your fridge and just helps himself out without even asking, like makes demands. Who the fuck is this guy? You know, he's a complete clown. He's an actor. We all knew that. But we're supposed to take this guy seriously. It's a a goddamn joke. Yeah, yeah, it definitely is. It's it's nuts. It's, uh, you know, you got celebrities really getting to the forefront of the political sphere in many ways. Obviously, the Kanye West Tucker Carlson interview, I think that was explosive. I was still watching new clips from it today. They kind of are doing the 
the drip, drip, drip uh, of that interview. But yeah. I thought it was very significant because young people listen to what Kanye West says and black people do, um, you know, by and large. They at least listen to what he says, right? Um, so that's, you know, a very large chunk of the population that's very important in terms of political opinion and uh, kind of the climate of, of, of politics. Uh, so the fact that West came out and lambasted Hollywood for their anti-Trump bullying, uh, and he, he called out the Kushners uh, as well. Yeah. Uh, I got an article uh, lined up. Uh, I was yeah. going to cover that. Um, yeah, let's go over that article. And yeah, I want to hear your, your thoughts on it. But let's read the article for those that missed it. Um, I'll be honest, I did not read or listen to the entire interview. I did catch bits and pieces here and there. But uh, yeah, it was his Jared Kushner comments to me were pretty, pretty telling. He's been accused of being an anti-Semite for these comments. Anytime you attack a certain religious group <laughs> and, and people don't want to hear it, that's the way they shut you down. They just call you an anti-Semite or whatever. Uh, but uh, this yeah. article is from the yeah, MSN. Yeah. Uh, written by Mary McCullen, Kanye West has a lot to say about Jared Kushner and Ivanka Trump. Award-winning mu musician, producer, rapper, Kanye West is one to hide how he really feels about anybody. The artist has turned to various polarizing takes throughout the years, leaving fans stunned with his controversial moves on social media. Many of West's most eye-catching opinions revolve all around politics. For example, in 2020, West announced an impromptu run for president. Though the BBC reported that he only garnered around 60,000 votes, a huge drop-off compared to the other independents in the race, Joe Jorgensen, who got around 1.5 million, West showed that he was serious about entering the political ring. Uh, but before seeking his own presidential bid, the musician has been a firm supporter of Donald Trump. Back in 2018, West shared his support for the politician on Saturday Night Live and received negative boos from the crowd, according to uh, people. Uh, the West has obviously supported the former president and his administration. His latest comments have come have some puzzled over his true opinions about Trump's team, specifically his daughter, Ivanka Trump, and her husband, Jared Kushner. Let's see. In an October 7 interview with Tucker Carlson on Fox News, Kanye West slammed former presidential advisor Jared Kushner for apparently keeping Donald Trump from reaching his highest political potential. West, ever the controversial figure, spoke on a variety of topics, including defending his White Lives Matter shirt, and touching on his tumultuous relationship with Kim Kardashian. Uh, but his switch in opinion regarding Kushner caught many by surprise. The two had once been fairly close acquaintances, uh, with people reporting that they both met privately at the White House during Trump's presidency, but that chummy bond has apparently since faded. Uh, these guys uh, might have been really been holding... Trump back and being very much a handler right then, West told Carlson, referring to Kushner and his brother. They love to look at me or look at Trump like we're so crazy and they are businessmen, West went on. The musician alleged that Kushner brothers were scheming to make money during their time in the White House, citing business deals made in the Middle East when Kushner had $2 billion worth of investments from Crown Prince Mohammed Ben Salman, a.k.a. MBS. This isn't the first time that Kanye West has called out the Kushners. In a deleted Instagram post, West ranted about Jared Kushner's brother, Josh Kushner, who had invested in his ex-wife's Kim Kardashian's Skims brand, according to People. Fuck Josh Kushner, West wrote in the now-deleted post. West went into detail with Tucker Carlson on Fox News about his vendetta against Josh. You know, I had a dinner uh, or I had dinner with Ivanka, Jared and Josh. And a couple of days later, I found out that Josh Kushner had 10% of skims, which is a line that I developed with Kim. West told the TV personality. I found out after this dinner that Josh Kushner had 10% of skims and I had 5% of skims, West explained. And regardless if Josh Kushner figured out how to put 150 uh, million dollars i'm sure it wasn't out of his own account but 150 million and i'm sure jared still has a piece of that fund regardless of his hard feelings towards the kushners west did 
relaying his Instagram post that he was still a fan of Ivanka Trump. Ivanka is fire. He made sure to add in his since deleted online rant per people. Uh, interesting comments. Um, I think I think he just speaks his mind. He doesn't give a shit. I don't agree with a lot of things he says, but I mean, I guess yeah. if he expresses himself, that's awesome, you know. And and no one should be silenced. And anytime you go against the main uh, stream narrative, cancel culture is out there waiting to greet you and get you the hell out. Uh, what are your thoughts, my man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I thought it was you know it's big because he's you know one of the biggest rappers. Uh, of all times and uh, certainly of our era and, and like I said he still has a lot of sway with with young folks uh, and uh, really across races because of you know people and their love for hip-hop and the way it's you know really taken over music over the last 20 years He's a makes him an extremely icon, man. yeah you, you say and Kanye, the facts y- yeah. yeah no I was just gonna say we, I, we're we're proud of him because he's from the Midwest um, I actually didn't know he was, he was born in Atlanta, so that's kind of interesting because I, I cover a lot of Atlanta politics. But, uh, you know, just hearing him, it sounds like, I don't know t- this, but it seems like he has made some some peace with his dad, and, and that really has calmed him down a bit. Uh, I think the fact that he uh, is, you know, kind of at peace with both parents, it seems more so than ever, uh, especially with his dad, though. I, he seems to have really... Uh, I, I calmed him down, especially getting out of that relationship with the Kardashians. I think that was probably a good thing for him. Uh, as far as those kids, I don't know too much about them, but uh, um, yeah, he's he's huge. Uh, so the fact that he came on on Fox News and Tucker Carlson, you know, wanted to to have him on, uh, it's big. And you know, go, going against that progressive liberal narrative. Given the fact he's black too, I think is is probably one of the biggest parts about it. Unfortunately, because because that's that's the mainstream. They all they want to do is talk about race. It seems. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent, man. Um, I did want to cover a, a, an article, and I'd like your thoughts on it, man. Um, as many of you know, this is actually my first live stream since the whole Hurricane Ian uh, deal, and. It sucked. <laughs> I did a podcast. If you haven't heard it, it's podcast 106. I did get a little drunk and I just poured my heart out. So I did get a little emotional. So I don't want to listen to it again, but you guys are more than welcome to listen to it. Um, it's just, it's, it sucks, man. You see these, whenever these natural disasters happen, you see shit on TV and th- I'm saying this out of experience, personal experience. I'm like, man, that's that would suck to be in that situation. And here I found myself in that same exact situation about a week ago. I had two feet of water enter my home. Um, and then I got into this predicament where I'm going to lay it down as briefly as possible. But just to cut it short, in July, I had insurance with... Uh, Progressive insurance. I had progressive with my vehicles and I had progressive insurance with um, my my home. You know, I bundled it all up, try to save some money. We got a good deal. All right. Well, in July, we got word that progressive was leaving Florida and bailing out. And so in uh, in order to when you get a home on your home or a loan on your home, you need to have it. You need to have some kind of homeowner's insurance. Otherwise the loan uh, will call it on default and possibly foreclose on you. So we were now scrambling to get new homeowner's insurance because our roof was of a certain age. They required us to put in a brand new roof on our home. We scheduled some roofers in, they came in, they finished the roof on 925 september 25th and not only did we have to get the roof done now we have to have an inspector check it out and pass off so that we can get homeowners insurance the inspector came in on 927 hurricane ian came in on 928 so you want to talk about some bad fucking luck there you have it um We've been without homeowners insurance and it wasn't 
by our choice. It wasn't like we chose to be that way. We got fucking dropped. Uh, and then not to mention the two feet of water damaging thousands of dollars of personal belongings. And sure, people will say, well, at least you're alive. You should be thankful. I've been hearing that quite a bit. I'm not trying to be an asshole. But until you put yourself in my fucking shoes, I'm happy to be alive, but it fucking sucks. You know, it's a lot of fucking money uh, that I'm in yeah. a hole in. Um, yeah, and people yeah. don't understand. People just see the hurricanes pass through and they think, oh, that sucks. But now it's good. No, <laughs> it's going to be months before yeah. we recover from this shit, man. So, uh, yeah, even longer, maybe. I, I yeah. remember going uh, and that's terrible, man. That happened happened to to you and uh, so many people down in Florida and uh, it was I can't remember which one it was but I went to Miami I think no it was the Keys in 2017 I want to say or 2018 and it was like right after uh, I think it was 2018 and, and it was you know still evidence of that that previous hurricane which was you know months prior so uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's really unfortunate and I don't know what the I don't know if there's a final casualty count i'd be interested to know that but um, well and i'd be wondering within those casualties so when we were at the height of the hurricane when the eye was hitting up um i got a text message that said um this is when the eye was directly over our house and shit and they're like well i'm sorry i'm sorry this was a little bit no a little bit maybe a couple hours before the eye finally hit because they announced that winds were 45 miles an hour and that uh emergency vehicles were no longer in service at this point in time at 45 miles an hour the winds topped at 185 miles an hour so what does that tell you that tells you that for several fucking hours I want to say seven or eight hours this town was without any emergency services so think about if you had some kind of a medical emergency that you may have been able to survive had you had emergency you know ems vehicles take you to the hospital or or provide life-saving procedures to you and because that was shut down i'm sure if you died during that time you would be counted as a hurricane victim you know what i'm saying yeah and, yeah and that would make sense because you you didn't get the chance uh for for first responder care uh so yeah it's gonna be interesting what the final numbers are but uh let me touch on this article real quick because i i yeah, gave yeah. a little spiel on it but uh it, it relates to this article so floor this is by grist uh grist.org the hurricane tax how Ian is pushing Florida's home insurance market towards collapse. The storm is poised to be one of the largest loss events in history. Uh, what is the date to this? October 3rd. Um, okay. Uh, let's see. Yeah, because they were making it sound like it was hadn't come yet uh when hurricane ian pummeled oh here we go pummeled florida last week it left a stunning trail of physical devastation in its wake entire neighborhoods vanished beneath water cities were shredded by 150 mile per hour winds we hit 180 uh i don't know why it's saying 150 uh and thousands of people lost their homes overnight uh, the, though the storm has since dissipated, it will bring even more turmoil to the Sunshine State in the coming months. But this damage will be financial rather than physical. Ratings agencies and real estate companies have estimated the storm's damages at anywhere between 30 and 60 billion, which would make it one of the largest insured loss events in U.S. history. I believe it. I work in three counties in uh, Florida every day, and you just see yard debris at every house it's gonna take months and months upon months just to clear just the yard debris alone uh wind damage is covered by standard homeowners insurance and the payouts necessitated necess necess necessitated by hurricane ian's extensive wreckage are likely to accelerate the collapse of the state's homeowners insurance industry driving private companies into bankruptcy and forcing thousands of more floridians into a state-run program with questionable long-term prospects exactly the process offers an early view of the way that natural disasters fueled by climate change <laughs> threaten to upend regional economies now that's bullshit um Fuck out of here. Uh, homeowners insurance costs are 
poised to skyrocket for all Floridians, not just those who live in the places most vulnerable to major storms. The state will be forced to impose new taxes and penalties as it tries to keep the market afloat. New burdens will fall largely on low and middle income homeowners. Uh, for many working class Floridians, the homeownership may become impossible to afford as a result. So there you have it. That is um, what I'm facing. And I said this. I said this on uh, on Harry Ovid's show last night. Is that it's, it might sound crazy, and I'd like your opinion on this, Eddie. But I get the sense that a lot of this is done. You're take they're taking advantage of crisis. Never put a crisis to waste. In other words, and it's making yeah. it harder to be a homeowner. They're increasing all these fees. If you can't get homeowners insurance in Florida. That means you can't get a loan to buy a house. So really, the only people that are going to be able to afford homes are the wealthy enough, the wealthy people enough to purchase a home uh, via cash or just investors using cash. And so, again, it's pushing people to be renters all their lives and, and, and be forced practically to live in these smart cities man that's where i think this yeah. is all heading to man but i could be off my rocker uh what are your thoughts well i was gonna say it seems a little bit fishy uh and certainly warrants a bit of looking into the fact that progressive just decided to drop it was the whole state you said right before the hurricane <laughs> yeah that's just that's very in July, suspicious. I got this. Re I got the uh, in the mail in July by Progressive that sorry, you are no longer insured. Um, good luck, and we're out of here. It seems like it would be something that's completely illegal to fucking do, but yet they did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it, it does seem like some insider trading's going on, and. Speaking of that, I saw Pelosi bought some weed stock, I think, right before Biden issued the executive order. Uh, I think it was decriminalizing cannabis. Um, yeah. <laughs> which it's I got to say is a brilliant move by Oh, by, yeah. By, well, by all, these, all these clowns will do good shit and bad shit. You just can't say, oh, yeah. every single thing they do is bad. You know, whether you mm -hmm. like Trump or Biden, they will all do good and bad shit. You know, and so that's one of the positive things, I, I suppose, you know, the, the whole weed thing. But if that's indeed true with Pelosi, that's insider fucking trading. Yeah, 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 for sure. For sure. That's that's fucking uh, bananas, man. Uh, let's see. And I think most of them do it. Uh, I mean, like the former senatorial candidate in Georgia, uh, David Perdue, you know, nothing happened, basically. It was him and uh, it was like a bunch of other politicians right before the 2020 like you know that crazy third week or, or in march or whatever it was um and the stock market was just going like haywire yeah uh, he, he made like hella money off that and yeah no investigation as far as i know that's insane man um well all right let's get to my i i always like to put in some some serious articles but i like to usually wrap the article segment at least uh how much time you got let me ask you first because oh as, as long as you want to go man all right yeah let's get yeah. these articles out and then we'll shoot the shit for for a little bit um yeah all right my last article just to fulfill the thumbnails <laughs> cat and anal beads i like to put one that's a little bit funnier uh to end the article <laughs> segment so, yeah yeah uh, there you go yeah uh all right so what <laughs> mom left horrified after cat comes home with anal beads in its mouth <laughs> this is by the daily record.co.uk uh written by lee mick anus oh magnet McManus. McManus. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? What are the odds of that shit? It goes along with the title there. But yeah, it looks Magnemus. like the daily what is it? The daily record, you said? Yeah, dailyrecord.co.uk. I think they're running out of stuff to write about. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, let's see. Uh 
Rachel Masterman's kleptomaniac cat demo has become somewhat of a local celebrity for the random things he brings back as gifts for his owner. A mom was left horrified after her cat brought a homey sex toy, <laughs> leading to an awkward conversation with her 12-year-old son. Rachel Masterman's kleptomaniac cat demo has become somewhat of a local celebrity for the random things he brings back as gifts for his owner. The Cat Daily Star reports, the four-legged thief has previously dragged home gloves, a watering can, and even floral attributes from the graveyard behind their home. However, the three-year-old pet recently stepped up his game when he came through the door with what appeared to be anal beads in his mouth. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Rachel, who lives in Caldecott, Wales, was left mortified. She realized what the risque item was and faced uh, some awkward questions from her son when he also spotted it. As always, if these belong to you, just inbox me, his owner said. Rachel added, Demo's been bringing gifts home from the last couple of years, but on Monday I was on the phone to my sister when she turned up on the door. At first I thought it was one of those car air freshener things, but then I showed my sister and she said, oh Rachel, that's definitely not an air freshener. It took me a minute, but once I realized what it was, I was uh, absolutely horrified. <laughs> <laughs> I had my 12-year-old asking uh, what it was. I was absolutely mortified. Miss Masterman said, People stop in the shop and ask if I'm the cat's owner that steals everything. She absolute, She's absolutely bonkers, honestly. She's taken flower arrangements and cards from the graveyards uh, behind the house before. Uh, my other two cats, Bibble, Three, Pepe, Two, just bring back the usual things like mice, where Ariel's demo just gets the weirdest stuff. I've got so many gloves and random cloths, but without a doubt, this is the weirdest thing. This is the weirdest thing she's brought back. There's just no way I can stop her. Everyone keeps saying she, uh, we should put a GoPro on her, but she hates the harness. I'm just glad that people can see the funny side of her antics. So there you go. That's Weezy's Weekend Windup. Uh, news i hope you guys enjoy that however the show is still gonna go on uh and uh yeah what are your thoughts on that addy <laughs> oh i don't even know if i have any but um <laughs> the, i don't know the uk like their media is so it's like di it's different from the american media i think you know in terms of what they cover and um like their tabloids are, are i think a lot bigger over there for some reason I, maybe it has something to do with the monarchy i'm not really sure because um, <laughs> yeah. you know where was the anal beads at though that's what i want to know where where the hell did the cat grab these anal beads from yeah that's kind of a weird behavior for a cat too usually that's like more of like a bird thing where they just collect random objects um well that's what she was saying she's got two other cats so she's officially a cat lady uh she's got two other cats that just do regular cat things you know they just whatever but sure, this particular sure. one goes on an adventure and uh, collects all kinds of weird shit and brings it back. So, yeah, it could just be a personality trait on this particular cat. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't think I've ever... I've never known of a cat to do that. That's kind of weird. But uh, but funny nonetheless, man. I, um, yeah, so as far as the week is concerned, what, what were some of your top stories that that you probably read, you know, early on the week or or in the last couple yeah, of days. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, I've been kind of in somewhat of a limbo. I just got done with a, a writing phase with, uh, as I mentioned, my co-author, uh, George Webb, and I were kind of working together for about a week, uh, just nonstop writing and editing. So, uh, yeah, it was really the, you know, the NATO connection to Ukraine, the Rand Corporation, uh, the day after we released that booklet, Jimmy Dore and Fox News were talking about Rand Corporation, which, which I thought was was pretty interesting. Uh, and, uh, you know, Igor Kolomoisky, the uh, Ukrainian oligarch and his influence uh, there in Ukraine uh, as being a trafficker of various uh, assets, dark assets on, on the black markets, right? 
and then today, obviously, the the Crimea Bridge getting blown up uh, in uh, an act of terrorism, which many see uh, as being West back, uh, including myself. In case anybody's curious, I do think it was the Central Intelligence Agency by proxy that that did that. Uh, and again, un unfortunately, three people were killed uh, in that uh, attack. But it literally makes no sense why Putin would do that, why he would also blow up his own Nord Stream pipeline, which was the other really big story. Uh, again, many people, including one professor, Jeffrey Sachs, I believe from the University of Columbia, uh, or is it Columbia University? Uh, either way, he also asserted on, on air that, that many journalists uh, off the air and off the record are telling him they think it was the U.S. that did this. Uh, it's it's just it's too obvious uh, who stand or stood to benefit from such an action, and who uh, stood to uh, be at the receiving end of a deleterious effect from that action, uh, in terms of the United States and Russia, uh, respectively. But uh, one more thing I wanted to uh, to add, and this was video was released yesterday, uh, a a man when Paul Vaughn was uh, arrested by armed FBI agents in front of his children uh, before they uh, were going to take him to school. Uh, his wife was asking them for answers. Uh, they gave none, and uh, it has something to do with uh, uh, 11 pro-life activists being uh, indicted by the DOJ for protesting uh, an abortion clinic. So they're like uh, pro-life um, uh, protesters or political activists, as, as, as you, you could call them. Um, pretty interesting, uh, pretty interesting stuff. Uh, terrifying uh, in, in a way, but uh, in a way to be expected. I mean, we've seen Biden and his administration from the get-go use the FBI as a tool of political uh, intimidation and repression. Uh, so that that's kind of what I've been on. And then my peach state gate, obviously, with the uh, 2020 election still on my mind, but obviously we got 2022 here. Brad Raffensperger, Georgia Secretary of State, admitting in an email that uh, mistakes were made uh, in that audit, Fulton County, which was one of those really contentious counties in the 2020 election along with Clark County, Las Vegas, uh, I think it's Dane County and Madison. You got Wayne County in, in Detroit area up there in Michigan. And uh, of course, the infamous Maricopa County uh, in Arizona, as well Maricopa. as the uh, Pennsylvania. Yeah, and then Pennsylvania. I can't remember the name of, of the Pennsylvania County, but the, Philadelphia's uh, county as well. So uh, yeah, so a lot going on. A lot going on this week. Going to be exciting, I think. Hopefully not too many people die at the hands of the deep state over the next four weeks yeah yeah it's it's interesting stuff man that's one of the things that caught me like i said this was this is my first stream that i've done in a couple of weeks i i just been trying to get my shit together i still have a long ways to go but i still want to bring out these shows um and so it's been tough to try to keep up on current events so i just been grabbing snippets here and there trying to catch on you know so i apologize and i want to want to thank everyone that that sent me these articles but that's one of the the themes that did surprise me as i haven't been paying too much attention is what i'm trying to get at is the whole nuclear talk man it seems like they keep flirting with that and that to me is very concerning man what are your thoughts on that you there uh oh sorry about that i forgot to unmute myself uh, <laughs> i was like damn oh he just yeah yeah oh, it just takes off uh <laughs> it could be another uh, cold war uh which would be a huge uh, money maker for the deep state uh you know kind of using that uh that emotion of fear right and i i brought this movie up before the village by m night Shyamalan. Uh, i think is a, a great way to look at this how they they manufacture fear uh the 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 village elders do for the villagers and in the same way these these powers that be 
uh, as you mentioned, they, they don't let a crisis go to waste. And what better crisis to, to take advantage of than a planned crisis, one that, that is, uh, can be controlled, right? I think there's, uh, you know, and this is something that I'm sure other people have asserted. Maybe not. I, I haven't read it, but I wouldn't be surprised. Weather warfare, you know, it's an election year, weeks before election. Florida could be a, a, a state that they go after because why nobody's really expecting DeSantis to lose his grip over Florida but it would be like the perfect state to steal right uh, it kind of reminds me of capture the flag when people are like worried about getting people out and whatnot and if you just like run straight to the flag and run back sometimes that actually works it's actually the easiest route right so maybe they're maybe they're going to do that maybe they're going to ignore those states I, I mentioned earlier i don't think they're going to ignore georgia though because that's where they're putting most of their money uh by far uh so uh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah i hope yeah. i answered your question yeah man i i guess i'm, I'm of the mindset <clears throat> I know I know some people still have a little bit of faith in politics. I know and maybe I'm just jumping the gun, but you know, just following some of your stuff, I, I think you may be, you know, you, you still have a little bit of faith. I in my personal opinion, I, I think they're both sides are just fucked up, man. I, I you know, mm -hmm. for lack of a better term, it just we need revolution, man. The the cancer is deep. And yeah, the whole yeah, bitch yeah. needs to be ripped out. It needs to crash. It's going to suck if that's what we need. But I, I firmly believe it. Everything is too far gone. The corruption is too damn deep. And even some of the people that that we would like to say, this is all my opinion. This is not Addy's opinion. But in my opinion, even some of the people that sometimes say cool things that, that excite us and give us hope, even all those fuckers are corrupt. So... When I look at this uh, Ukraine-Russia thing, in my opinion, it just feels like a WWE wrestling match yeah, uh, where Putin's yeah. a bad guy and everything, but he's doing a lot of these same damn things. Uh, you you know, I had Ian Davis on the other day who wrote a uh, an article on the UK column, and I'm going to have Ian Davis on again, but he essentially says, yeah, it's... It's just a battle for what kind of flavor of totalitarianism uh, is going to be imposed on the globe. Do you want the Western mm -hmm. flavor of totalitarianism? Because if you think we're free, I don't know what rock your head is under, but we are not free. We cannot say what we want. That's why we have to rely on platforms like Odyssey or Rockfin, uh, because we can't say what we really want uh there yeah. is no freedom of speech and then yeah so so that's one flavor of totalitarianism the other flavor is the russian flavor the other flavor is the chinese flavor uh and i tend to tend to agree with that way of thinking but uh screw what i think i want to know what you think and, and how you feel about things uh in in what regards as far as how they might apply that totalitarianism yeah, yeah, and just your your thoughts in general regarding um, the the conflict. Uh, do you really think there's good guys in this? Um, and if so, why? Uh, I'm just curious. You know, I, I always like to. I don't have to agree with someone to um, to listen to their points of view and try to get an understanding. You know what I'm saying? I I'm, I'm a firm believer yeah. in that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. No, uh, yeah. I, well, I think. Unfortunately, the people who rise to the top of organizations tend to be uh, psychopaths or, yeah. or, or sociopaths. One hundred, uh, you know, really unbalanced people, uh, greedy, uh, you know, bad people. Generally speaking, uh, and because of that, you know, it's hard to say there's a good person in the fight. But like you said, you what you are, and I think Shane Hazel actually said something similar he's the libertarian candidate for the governor of georgia uh and he used to be in a special operator he was in afghanistan or iraq i think it was um he said what we're talking about is basically a revolution right uh a a soft uh, revolution uh right uh over yeah, the course sure. of a period of time um 
and yeah, it, it's in a way kind of radical, uh, especially given how brainwashed the American public is, I think, by, by, by and large, especially young people, uh, I would say. Yeah. But uh, it, I think it, it really spans the spectrum of, of ages and, and, and demographics, uh, depending on the subject. But yeah, the, their control of the media is the biggest, uh, I think, the biggest tool they have uh, in terms of controlling people uh, in, in general. But yeah, I don't think there's any any good guys really. The good guys are the citizen journalists like us. I think those are the good guys <laughs> until they're not, right? Because you can always turn to the dark side, you know. Yeah, you can always get bought out, unfortunately. And, yep, yep, and that yep, seems yep, to yeah, be exactly. money. Money seems to be the driver of all things, you know. And the thing is, I, I've been getting deeper and deeper into the rabbit hole that is the Federal Reserve. Um, the whole gold standard and it is mind-boggling how very few people if, if if you pose the question what is money a lot of people have a hard time answering it or if they answer they give you some silly ass answer oh it grows on trees uh, because they don't have they don't have a fucking clue and it's not to fault anyone uh, it's because of the lack of education we we don't get taught mm. this shit instead they're trying to push the crt uh bullshit they're trying to uh push gender studies down our fucking throats and all this other fucking crap but real life skills that we would use in the real world seem to get pushed by the wayside and knowing how the federal reserve works and and, and how it functions to me is one of the most important things we can do. Um, and we don't get taught this shit. So when yeah. you ask someone, yeah. what is money? They don't know how to fucking answer. And it's not to shit on anyone. It's just that basic answer is something that should alarm us all that we don't know how to answer correctly. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, I, and I don't claim to know much to be honest though easy i, I um I, it, it's part of my education yeah. i want to improve uh and i'm going to try to do that you uh, let me give you a, a head start man go to james corbett's uh oh he's great yeah yeah, yeah he did a, he did a huge uh, documentary on it on, you know, yeah but, on what, what the federal yeah. reserve is and for yeah, many yeah, yeah. years if you put in uh what is the federal reserve he was the number one uh it, it come up number one on Google's rankings, and ever since he got shadow banned, you it's hard to find it. Uh, but James Corbett, he's on Odyssey. You can find all his shit on Odyssey. Mm -hmm. I, I don't think he's on Rockfin. Uh, so go to Odyssey and look for James Corbett, C-O-R-B-E-T-T. -T. But his documentary, in my opinion, because there's a book called, uh, what is it, The Creature of Jekyll... Jekyll Island? I yeah, yeah. A book. Yep. And that's yep, yep. a great book as well. But it's a yeah. long fucking read, man. It's a long fucking read. If you want something condensed that will do a great job as well, I definitely re recommend uh, Mr. Corbett's um, documentary on what is the Federal Reserve. So it's a great show, man. But in essence, yeah, you know, to cut to the chase, and I, I encourage everyone to do more research. In essence, we're living in a fucking Ponzi scheme, for lack of a better uh, term. You know what I'm saying? Um, where we're following money but there's no backing to it you know it, it, mm -hmm. it's all nonsense it should be backed by the gold standard and yet it's backed by gold notes <laughs> yeah it's, it's Get backed by nothing. Out of here. yeah yeah, yeah it, but again it, it's it's done by design that we don't understand how this works mm -hmm. because it is a Ponzi scheme, and you can't defend yeah, it. Yeah. And once you know, what, I just thought of a great, another great documentary, Weezy, which people can check out. One I actually have seen, and it's free on YouTube, I believe. Uh, it, it was actually, actually, I, I think I spoke too soon. It might have been taken down uh, because I believe it was RT who published it. RT Renegade, RT UK's Ross Ashcroft. Uh, he did a fantastic documentary called The Four Horsemen. Uh, which I, I highly recommend people check out. It talks about um, uh, basically uh, like fractional banking and fractional uh, reserve banking. Yes, yep. yeah, fractional yep. reserve banking. That's a it complete talks about, fraud, man. 
the the history of empires and a, a little bit about social cycle theory. Uh, it's really interesting. I, I recommend people. I, I've seen it twice. What's actually. the name of the, of the documentary again? Uh, it's the Four Horsemen by Ross Ashcroft. Uh, the there Four Horsemen. Go. Yeah, yeah, I'm really great. I'm writing that shit down. I'm gonna definitely watch it. And where can you find that? That's again. It was on YouTube, but I think probably not anymore because they took it down. So <laughs> I actually, on Odyssey. Yeah, yeah. You you should probably should be able to find it if you just type it in. Uh, I think Ross is still on Twitter, if I'm not mistaken. Ross Ashcroft. I believe so. Okay, uh, I could be I, wrong. I wrote but, it down. Uh, yeah, 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 I'm I'm definitely gonna check it out, man. I'm fascinated by it because, you know, and I've talked about this before. So sorry if you've already heard me say this, but when you think no, about you're, money, you're mm. yeah, it just it it's it seems like an elementary question. What is money? It seems so basic, and yet many people have a hard time defining it. Even I. And I've done tons and tons and tons of research on this. I'm, I'm hours upon hours of, of podcasts listening to, um, trying to explain what how this works, and I feel like I understand it a lot better than day one. But it's a it's a, it's a lot of it's it's a lot of shit to take in. But in essence, that's the quickest way I can say it. it's all a Ponzi scheme, where. Mm-hmm these bankers are essentially making money off of your fucking debt your debt Mm -hmm. that's where they're making the money from and it's completely it it just seems immoral it's wrong why why should anyone make money off of your money it should never happen it's it's a freaking scheme and we fall for it all the time and this is why it's never in my opinion this is why it's never explained to us in school uh, because you really can't justify this practice and yet we're all fools for it man we'll, we'll sacrifice our families we'll sacrifice all kinds of shit for this thing called money um, yeah it's, it's, it's very interesting so I definitely encourage people to uh, check out that documentary that mr eddie ads gave us uh four horsemen by ross ashcroft yeah i'm gonna yeah yeah. i I put i'm gonna put that on my to watch list yeah i mean it's it's good it's like really modern soundtrack's good yeah it's it's i I got chills a couple times actually um i'm always uh, yeah great stuff it might bore some people but that's the kind of shit that that really fascinates me um anytime i feel i can learn um and just fill my my old geezed out brain with knowledge <laughs> injected with with some truth bombs i'm gonna do it man and and this is anytime you can inform yourself this is how we get more people onto our side the side of truth not the side of bullshit mm-hmm. uh, by being educated on even the the simpler of uh topics that we can come up with yeah, yeah yeah do you have yeah, did, did any other stories throughout the week uh enter your mind or 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 come across that you think that we may have skipped or may have one um, to touch I on? i think that was those were the big ones that i covered um but i'm you know i'm always looking for stories and you know i'm, I'm about to start writing again which is let's talk about yeah let's talk about what you're doing right now yeah so uh i this is you know I'm gonna have, I'm gonna talk to my my newest client here, who I've yet to publicly announce. Uh, I'll probably do that this week uh, via Twitter or something, and I'll, I might do a short Rockfin video too. But um, you know, gonna be covering the midterms, I think, pretty heavy in the in the southeast, South Carolina, Georgia, but just covering national politics and, and national security topics. Um, so it's it's kind of morphed because earlier this year I was covering Georgia state politics politics at the state level which is you know much different i actually find it a little bit more difficult in a way than 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 doing national security or national stories you know it's it's almost easier to find those stories because they apply to more people uh whereas you know those state politics stories they they apply really only to the people who live there um so that makes it pretty difficult but um yeah if people want to get um it's only 99 cents the, the the kindle for peach state gate uh, I'm trying to trying to push that. Um, it's really 
I think, a succinct uh, revelation or summary of, of what happened as far as Brad Raffensperger and the Secretary of State's Office of the State of Georgia finally admitting that uh, there's some fishy stuff going on in the 2020 election, which I think is extremely significant. Uh, it's going to be in paperback, uh, too, uh, before the election, certainly. Uh, but uh, I'm hoping people can, can check out the Kindle. So that's where that's where people can find me at. And, uh, you know, if you want to support independent investigator, uh, investigative journalists like us, we are an endangered species. Uh, and if we don't eat, we're going to get uh, and get protection. We're going to get shot by the deep state uh, of big game poachers. So uh, <laughs> buymeacoffee.com slash Eddie's. And of course, Wheezy. And if, if, if you guys just want to buy my 99 cent Kindle, that's all, that'll, you know, that's enough for me. But get like four or five bucks maybe going Wheezy's way to help out with that damage. Oh, man. No, it, I, I've never been one to, to beg and I haven't done so. It, um, my family, luckily, you know, friends and family, I, I hadn't heard from in since my high school days bro have reached out and it's been touching man um i'm deep in the fucking hole man but luckily i got a good job luckily my spouse has a good job we're gonna get through it but it would definitely suck if we were living paycheck to paycheck you know i could only imagine people being in the same situation living paycheck to paycheck and having to go through what we're going it still sucks I, we're not wealthy i'm not rich but we do have good jobs, you know what I'm saying? So eventually we'll get over this. But let's think about the people that that are just making it as it is and going through the same shit. That's going to fucking yeah. suck, man. And that's where my heart goes out to. And um, that, you know, if you would like to help, by all means, I have my Patreon down there. But uh, I'm not begging anyone, man. I understand it's hard times for everyone. Um, so, uh, I completely understand it, man. It sucks for everyone around. I'm just, yeah, um, yeah. It's yeah. We try to, you know, remind yourself that everybody's, you know, feeling the inflation and the midterms, October surprises, you know, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be crazy folks. The great it's reset. <laughs> Klaus Schwab ran Fuck plan no. the Ukraine yeah. war. Yeah, man, you know, it, it's intense times, dude. Like, I'm not religious yeah. at all. I'm not religious at all. I've said this before, so it shouldn't be a shocker if you followed me for a long time. But I do believe that there's some hard times up ahead. And yeah. I do believe Bad that Moon it's rising. planned. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Bad Moon Rising, as CCR wrote. Um, but I, I actually... Um, I actually fibbed a wheezy. I actually got to take off in a couple minutes. Yeah, you're here. good, bro. No, um, I, I, I want to thank okay. you for joining me, man. But let's do this again, man. Let's try to do a, a, a couple more shows, at least before let's midterm do it. election. Anytime you want to do a wheezy's, we can wind up. Uh, shoot me a yeah, message. Yeah. Hopefully at the be uh, beginning of the week. so Or not beginning, yeah, yeah. but sometime in the middle of the week so I can plan it out. And I didn't even have time to fucking change the thumbnail. And uh, I'm going to put your... When it's on podcast, I'll have all your links on there. I didn't have time okay. to do it here, but no I will definitely yeah, do that. Yeah. But let's do it, man. Anytime you want to join, definitely um, hit me up and we'll do it. Because I, when I don't have a guest, I just roll these on my own. Uh, but it was a lot of yeah. fun, man. Thank you yeah. so much for joining me. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's do it again. I'll, I'll shoot you a, a message on Twitter. But uh, thanks to the audience too, uh, folks. Uh, stay frosty, and uh, I'll, we'll hopefully see you guys. See you guys soon. All right, my man. Peace. No tall building had ever collapsed primarily due to fire. But that's exactly what investigators believe happened to the 47-story World Trade Center Building 7 on September 11th. I was watching with my roommate it was approximately several minutes after the first plane had hit. I saw this plane come out of nowhere and just ream right into the side of the Twin Tower, exploding through the other side. And then I witnessed both towers collapse, one first and then the second, mostly due to structural failure because the fire was just too intense. The third total shot. Hit the president's head. His head could be seen to move violently forward. But they're really criticizing science because I represent science. Three, two, one, ignition.